We thank you for visiting Christian Bible Temple and pray the following message speaks to your heart. 5, verses 26 and 27. It says, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself, and has given him authority to execute judgment also, because he is the Son of Man. Let's pray. Our Father, Lord in heaven, we come before you thanking you, God, for this day, Lord, thanking you, because we know we ha who we have believed in, Lord, our cornerstone, the Lamb, the slain Lamb, the perfect lamb lord that died on the cross and we know lord that we can hold fast lord to that promise to that which you've committed that lord those of us who have trusted in you are have eternal life lord that our sins have been forgiven and our lives have been sealed through the holy spirit in you jesus christ and so we just thank you for that assurance lord and thank you for this time that we're able to learn about your promises, your gospel, and your word, Lord Jesus. Open up our hearts and minds to your word, Lord, and minister to us through the Holy Spirit. And we pray these things in your wonderful name, Jesus Christ. Amen. You may be seated. Boys. Well, good morning, everyone. Can everyone hear me? even without the mic, right? <laughs> oh, praise God, we're here at the house of the Lord. The ladies send their regards. They're having a wonderful time um, at the camp. It's very jealous. They, uh, they were supposed to share with another group, but that group canceled. They have the whole camp to themselves. Um, yeah, that's very good, right? <laughs> Not like the, men, the men's group had to compete, especially in the praise and worship with another <laughs> church that was there. Uh, so praise God for that, and I heard they're having a wonderful time. So we just pray that they have uh, um, safe travels back um, as they ride back today. So today we're going to very quickly see Jesus. The title of the sermon is Jesus as Judge. Jesus as Judge. You know, we see we have many names for Jesus Christ, right? Um, one of them being Christ, right? The pastor Alex has said it many times. Christ is not his last name. People think, oh, what's his name? First name Jesus, last name Christ. No, his name was Jesus. Christ is a title, the anointed one, right? The Christ, the Messiah. Um, but the Christ, our Savior, Redeemer, we just heard, we just read, Alberto read at the cornerstone, uh, the Lamb, the Lion of Judah, the only begotten Son, the King of kings and the Lords of Lords, right? And many people in society nowadays in our culture have titles for him too. A great teacher, a great prophet, a great sage, and so on, right? Um, but today we're going to see him as judge, um, Jesus as judge. So on the cross, we know very well that justice was served through the death of the perfect Lamb, who is Jesus Christ. He defeated Satan, death, and Hades. And at that point, he gave us a choice of salvation and gave all humanity the opportunity to know him as Savior, right? Uh, we know that famous verse, John 3, 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever shall believe in him shall not perish, 
but have everlasting life. And that does not mean that everyone is saved, right? Does everyone understand that? There's this theology going around that says, oh, we're all going to heaven because Jesus Christ died 2,000 years ago for everyone. Yes, he did, but it's still a choice that each person has to make. Uh, but he gave the opportunity to everyone, whether Jew or Gentile, to know him as, a tape, as, a, as, as their Lord and Savior. So on the cross, he took the punishment of sin, which is God's wrath, so we will not have to, right? It says in Romans chapter 1, verse 16, For I am not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God to salvation for everyone who believes or trusts for the Jew first and also for the Greek. Our decision is very clear. Do we accept them as Savior or judge? Do we accept them as Savior or judge? There is no other option. But what kind of judge is he, right? What kind of judge is Jesus Christ? Well, first we see the definition of a judge according to Webster Dictionary. It says, it's a public official appointed to decide cases. A public official appointed to decide cases, right? Um, which is a great definition here because each one of you is a case, right? Each one of you is a case where you'll have to go before the Lord. But you know, in cases here in court, um, on this world, we have a judge, but we have juries. We have lawyers that advocate on your behalf. You can speak up for yourself and have witnesses and all this stuff. But once you're in front of this judge, <laughs> you're not going to be able to plead your case. No matter how much you plead, no matter how much you say, well, I was a good person. I did this. I did that in your name. I read the Bible. My dad was Evan S. Ed Smith. He was Christian. Or Ivan Lopez, the bearded, bald-headed preacher. Let me into heaven. They're going to be like, nope. Right? Um, the only advocate, we do have a judge, we do have a lawyer, right? The only advocate is Jesus Christ who advocates for us and intercedes for us on a daily basis. Um, but is a, a judge is a public official appointed to decide cases. Well, let's see who appointed Jesus Christ and what kind of judge is he? First, we see that he is appointed by God the Father. He is appointed by God the Father. It says, for the, for the Father judges no one, but has committed all judgment to the Son. Right? For the Father, right? The Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. The Father judges no one, but he has committed or appointed Jesus Christ to judge all. And we just saw right now in John chapter 5, verses 26 and 27. So we see in some of these verses, we see the judge, right? We see the judge and the Savior as well. So we see the problem and the solution. It says in verse 26 and 27, For as the Father has life in himself, so he has granted the Son to have life in himself right and has given authority has given him Jesus Christ authority to execute judgment also because he is the son of man the perfect man right who better to judge man than the perfect man in hebrew 4 hebrews 4:15 it says for we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness but as a man 
was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Right? That's the reason, one of the, the reasons that he had to become man. Right? The first one was, well, here's a question. Can God die? By definition. No. God cannot die. He's eternal. He cannot die. If he can die, he's no longer God or perfect. Right? Um, so Jesus Christ, being God, had to become man in order to die on the cross. But also, can God be tempted? You sure? <laughs> right. So the verse in the Bible that God cannot be tempted, right? Um, God the Father cannot be tempted, but he had to become man because man in his flesh can be tempted, right? But Jesus Christ was tempted in all things as we are, yet without sin. He did not sin, so therefore he could die on the cross. He was the perfect lamb, so he can die on this cross, and his blood that is perfect and without blemish could cover our sins. But not only that, because he was perfect, he is the only one that can judge and rightfully judge as well and judge what um, judge us. Right. In Acts 10, 42, it says. Chapter 10, verse 42, and he commanded us to preach to preach to the people, actually 42 and 443, and he commanded us to preach to the people and to testify that it is he who was ordained or Jesus Christ who was ordained or appointed by God to be judge of the living and the dead. So there goes the judgment. But verse 43, we see the salvation as Savior. To him, all the prophets witness that through his name, Jesus Christ, whoever believes in him will receive remission of sins. And in Acts chapter 17, verses 30 and 31, it says, Truly, these times of ignorance God overlooked, but now commands all men everywhere to repent, because he has appointed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by the man, capital M, whom he has ordained, or Jesus Christ. He has given assurance of this to all by raising him from the dead so once again we see that jesus christ was appointed by the father to be the judge the judge of all because he was without sin and without blemish but what kind of judge is he we see next that he is a just judge or a righteous judge john 5 30 says i can of myself do nothing as i hear i judge and my judgment is righteous because I do not seek my own will, but the will of the Father who sent to me. And in Isaiah 11.5, Isaiah, we're going to go to the Old Testament because you all know that the Old Testament talks about Jesus Christ, right? Yes or no? <laughs> I hope you do. If you haven't, been, you haven't been coming to this church long enough, you should at least know that. Isaiah 11 verses 1 through 5. It says, There shall come forth a rod from the stem of Jesse, and a branch shall grow out of his roots. And this verse 2 is very famous. So, little theology here. Verse 2, whenever you hear about the seven spirits of God, and it's in the book of Revelation, the teens were studying the book of Revelation. Um, 
and he talks about the one uh the seven spirits before the throne of god and this is the spirits that it's talk about verse two it says the spirit of the lord shall rest upon me one the spirit of wisdom and understanding the spirit of counsel and might the spirit of knowledge and fear of the lord those are the seven spirits of god his delight is in the fear of the lord jesus christ and he shall not judge by the sight of his eyes nor decide by the hearing of his ears but with righteousness he shall judge the poor and decide with equity for the meek of the earth he shall strike the earth with the rod of his mouth and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked righteousness shall be the belt of his loins and faithfulness the belt of his waist so we see here that the one that was to come because here it's prophesying about jesus christ he would judge with righteousness equity and faithfulness he would judge once again with righteousness equity the meek and the poor but would judge with the rod and slay the wicked in revelation 19:11 it says now i saw heaven opened and behold a white horse and he who sat on him was faithful and true and then righteous he judges and makes war right <clears throat> so we see here the one that is coming on the white horse right and we have a good understanding at least in this church that what does a white horse mean if a king was coming on a white horse he was coming for what war right that's why he jesus christ when he first entered jerusalem he came on a what donkey which was a sign of peace he came to bring peace even though many didn't see that but the second time he comes he will come with the sword that comes out of his mouth and what's that sword the word of god we will all be judged by the word of god and he will come to bring war and judgment and even though we do not understand his judgment or why the why of his judgment we need to trust that he is righteous and true because sometimes we don't understand why he does certain things right and this is the one question that many people have against christianity how about that person that lives in that jungle somewhere that's never heard jesus christ never heard the gospel how can he a righteous god a loving god send that person to hell how about a person that never heard the gospel how can he send that person to hell right but we need to trust that he is a righteous god he has his reasons why and many cultures we've seen it we see in the bible that many times the father's sin is paid from first second to third generation right um because there's some cultures that don't change their practices or don't seek the lord's face and we see certain communities certain cultures or certain countries that just stay in that idolatry where they worship other idols or other gods and we see the things that happen in those countries and that's just the penalty um of that sin but we need to trust his judgment um and his judgment is true and righteous and let me tell you it's going to be coming soon for our nation right i think alberto send us uh video on instagram this week about our society has and john macarthur was talking about it actually was preaching about it how you know he used to read in romans chapter one it talks about a reprobate mind a reprobate mind meaning a mind that is so far gone that is no longer um that jesus and it says in romans one that god has allowed them to just um given them up to their lust and their pleasures 
that they've been given opportunity for mercy and grace to be saved and to repent, but they haven't taken those opportunities. And so he allows them to gives them up to those desires and pleasures. Um, and I think in this country, I think in many ways he has given up. Not that he gives up on us. We're still the church. We are still the hope and the light. But in many societies that he just says, you want your pleasure? You want your thing? You want to do your thing? Go ahead. But there's going to be consequences with it, right? Um, and there's no turning back. So he is a righteous judge appointed by God. And we see next that his death brought judgment on Satan and evil world powers. His judgment brought um, judgment on Satan and evil world powers. In John chapter 12, uh, verses 27 through 30C. So let's turn to John chapter 12. Verses 27. It says, Now my soul is troubled, and what shall I say? Father, save me from this hour, but for this purpose I came to this hour. In verse 28, it says, Father, glorify your name. We see here that um, Jesus Christ, his one purpose on this earth was to glorify the Father's name, even through his death, right? So he says, it is not about me, Lord, but Father, glorify your name. Then a voice came from heaven saying, I have both glorified it and will glorify it again. Therefore, the people who stood by and heard it and said that it had thunders. Others said an angel has spoken to him. Jesus answered and said, the voice did not come because of me, but for your sake. Now is the judgment of this world. Now the ruler of this world will be cast out. The ruler of this world is who? Satan. He has been given dominion, partial dominion over this world. And I, if I am lifted up from the earth, will draw all peoples to myself. This he said, signifying by what death he would die. Lifted up. See, he knew what was happening to him. He knew what was going to happen to him um, before he ended up on the cross. But he knew on the cross was going to be the judgment of the world and the ruler of the world will be cast out. Once again, Pastor Alex is in preaching in Genesis, right? Um, that the serpent will bite the heel, just injure the savior, the seed of the woman. Uh, but the seed will crush his head. And this is exactly uh, where it comes full circle. Well, he will crush Satan, death and Hades for those who choose him as their Lord and Savior. And that's an interesting choice, right? That people still do not make that choice. He took all the judgment on the cross so that you wouldn't have to. But people say, no, I can take it. They choose to try to withstand the wrath of God and his judgment. But you can't, right? Um, and that's a choice each one, each one of us has to make. We either repent and believe in him or take the wrath of God upon ourselves. So we see that his death brought judgment on Satan and evil world powers. 
And we also see that he will be the judge at the end time. If you could turn to 2 Timothy chapter 4, verses 1 through 8. 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8. We're going to spend time with the word because this is Christian Bible Temple, right? 2 Timothy 4, 1 through 8. It says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who will judge the living and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, convince, rebuke, exhort with all long-suffering and teaching, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. Ooh, I think we're here. <laughs> For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but according to their own desires, because they have itching ears, they will heap up for themselves teachers. And I'm sure some of you can name some of those teachers, right? That don't preach the gospel, but prosperity. And they will turn their ears away from the truth and be turned aside to fables. But you, church, believers, be watchful in all things. Endure afflictions. Do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. That's for a whole church. It's not just the leaders. All of you, if you have trust in Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, it says do the work of an evangelist. Fulfill your ministry. It means preach the gospel. Verse 6. For I am already being poured out as a drink offering, and the time of my departure is at hand. A dying man's words, Paul. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day. And not to me only, but also to all of those who loved his appearing. So it is a righteous, he is a righteous judge to those who have kept the faith and have run the good race. In Romans 2, chapter 1 through 16, so we see there that he will be the judge at the end times, at his appearing, the second coming. In Romans chapter 2, verses 1 through 16, it says, Therefore, you are inexcusable, O man, whoever you, whoever you are who judge. For in whatever you judge another, you condemn yourself. For you who judge practice the same things. But we know the judgment of God is according to truth against those who practice such things. And do you think this, O man, you who judge those practicing such things and doing the same, that you will escape the judgment of God? Or do you despise the riches of his goodness, forbearance, and longsuffering, not knowing the goodness of God leads you to repentance? But in accordance with your hardness and your impenitent heart, you are treasuring up for yourself wrath, in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God, who will render to each one according to his deeds. Eternal life to those who by patience, patient continuance in doing good seek for glory, honor, and immortality. But those who are self-seeking and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation, and wrath, tribulation, and anguish on every soul of man who does evil, of the Jew first and also of the Greek, right? So this is Jesus as judge, not as savior. We just saw in, in Romans that 
the gospel is power to the Jew first and Greek first to those who believe, but those who don't, um, it is wrath to the Jew first and also the Greek. In verse 10 in Romans 2, but glory, honor, and peace to everyone who works what is good to the Jew first and also the Greek, for there is no partiality with God. For as many as have sinned without law will also perish without law. And there he goes. For those who supposedly haven't heard the gospel, it doesn't matter. The law is there. They still will have to give accounts for the law. And as many as have sinned in the law will be judged by the law. For not the hearers of the law are just in the sight of God, but the doers of the law will be justified. For when Gentiles who do not have the law by nature do the things in the law, these also not having the law are a law to themselves, who show the work of the law written in their hearts, their conscience also bearing witness, and between themselves their thoughts accusing or else excusing them. In the day would God would judge the secrets of men by Jesus Christ according to my gospel. So there we see he will be the judge, the righteous judge appointed by God in the end times as well that has defeated Satan, death, and Hades. And lastly, all humanity will be judged according to their response to Jesus Christ and what he has done on the cross. Now, a judge is one who is equipped and worthy to judge others and either condemn them or acquit them. Jesus is the one appointed to either condemn or acquit based on the responses to his love manifested on the cross, right? So Jesus is the only one equipped and worthy to judge because he knows the whole law, right? And he knows it perfectly. Um, and he died on the cross fulfilling the law, right? And we want a judge who knows a law. That's why judges, they go to law school. They learn every small little law, as foolish as the law may be sometimes. They learn all of it. Actually, they read the book of Romans. They study the book of Romans uh, before they become a judge as well um, to know um, how to judge righteously. But Jesus is the only one worthy and appointed to judge all men, all men. John 3.18, it says... He who believes in him is not condemned, but he who does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. So if you have not believed, you are already proclaimed guilty before the perfect judge. In the Matthew chapter 10, verses 32 and 33, it says, Therefore, whoever confesses me before men him I will also confess before my Father who is in heaven. But whoever denies me before men, him I will also deny before my Father who is in heaven. And in John twelve forty eight it says, who he, he who rejects me and does not receive my words has that which judges him. The word that I have spoken will judge him in the last day. So, once again, Jesus Christ has spoken. He has preached the gospel. And you have two, one choice, two choices. Either accept him as Savior, Redeemer, and Lord, or as Judge. That's the only two choices. Because you will meet him. It is appointed for man to die once, and then what? Face judgment. So you would meet him whether you believe or not. And you will meet him as Judge or Savior. 
and the choice ultimately is yours. Each one of you, because kids, your parents cannot make the choice for you. You have to trust him as your Lord and Savior. Today, because tomorrow is not guaranteed. Who knows what can happen, right? Um, it's crazy how things can change in an instant. You guys were all here, right, for, what was it, Wednesday? When Isaac thought, he told me, Daddy, I thought the rapture had come. And stuff, because it got so dark and it was hazy and cloudy. Right? From one minute to the next, even weather just makes us, just shows us how fragile we are. How one thing can change from one second to the next. Right? It doesn't matter what you've done on this earth. It's just about your choice, whether you trust in him as your Lord and Savior or not. So my question for me is, have you in your heart? Because the Lord sees your heart. Not your actions, but your heart. So make sure you do that before... Um, before he takes you up onto his glory. Let's pray. Our Father, Lord in heaven, we thank you, God, for this day. Thank you, Lord, that you are a righteous judge, that you came to this earth, became flesh, Jesus Christ, one to die on the cross, Lord, but second, to be tempted in all things, yet without sin, Father, so that you, so that your perfect blood can be shed on the cross for remission of our sins. So that anyone who trusts in you, as promised in your word, will be forgiven of sins, Lord, of our sins, and your blood will cover them, so that we may have eternal life and spend our eternity with you, Jesus Christ. We just thank you for that promise, for that assurance, for your grace and your mercy, Lord Jesus. And Lord, just help us and give us the opportunity to preach the gospel to anyone who is around us, Lord, to be evangelist, Lord, to fulfill our ministry of preaching that gospel to the four corners of the earth, Lord, until you come. Lord, and we thank you that we, with hope, Lord, and with gratitude, await your second coming. Lord Jesus, please come soon, Father. We see a society in which we have gone so far away, Lord, so far away from your word, so far away from your principles, Lord, especially as a nation which was founded by your Judeo-Christian, Lord, on principles and your word, Father. We pray for repentance in our nation, in our homes, and most importantly, Lord, in our churches, Father, where the word is not being preached anymore because the day has come where sound doctrine is no longer tolerated. When words like sin and wrath and hell are seen as hate speech instead of warnings of the wrath to come so that they can point to you, Jesus Christ, the Savior that has come to offer freedom and, Lord, freedom in you, Jesus Christ, that can only come from you, that surpasses all understanding. So I just thank you, Lord, for this day. Thank you for this opportunity to listen to your gospel, Father, and your word. And thank you for this offering that we're going to take now, Lord, as a sign of praise we thank you for listening to this message and pray that the Word of God spoke to your heart. To listen to previous sermons, please visit us at www.cbttbc.com or anchor.fm forward slash cbt hyphen sermons.